What is going on, everybody? This is Candler English here with Training Ground Garage Talks. This is a space where we have open discussions about what it means to be a Christ-centered man in today's world. And we're so pumped to have you here with us. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Candler English with TG Garage Talks. Um, we are here today with Mr. Lee Hollis Hola. and Corey Smith. Hello. And we are having a very good friend of mine uh, come in today, Mr. Seth Tucker. Say hello, Seth. Hey there. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, we are back in the um, our office now. So we are not necessarily in a garage, but the spirit of the garage is here. So, um, But yeah, Seth... Um, you went through 2019, is that correct, yes, TG? Did, so he's yeah. a TG alumni. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you were my intern last, yeah, yeah, which is crazy, and now we're roommates. So, you know, you're still in the TG scene, and um, even as I step into internship this coming summer, you're going to be around and helping me Here not, help. yeah, helping me with all the things. So, um, yeah, today we're kind of just sitting down uh and yeah, we're just going to kind of get into your story, Seth, and kind of how the experience through TG, but also being outside of TG has been um, for you. And so, yeah, guys, I'm going to lead. Do you have anything to yeah, jump into? Yeah, I just really feel like you have a unique perspective, yeah. uh, having been both through the program and then gone back to school. And I mean, really, yeah. most of our interns come the next year, but you were off for a couple of years and then... Mm-hmm. Came back and was an intern, and now you're in graduate school, which is exciting. It is so exciting. So, so there's so many opportunities for perspective and stuff like that. But would you talk a little bit about your life pre-training ground? Would yeah. you be willing to do that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think life before training ground was I was at Barry College um, receiving my undergraduate in psychology. And I was in a really unique space as a wind-shaped scholar where we were all very communally minded. Um, And so a lot of story work was popping up for me, but within that I was feeling sort of aimless. Um, Mm. And within my sophomore year of undergrad, it was a lot of, okay, I need to process my story. I need to learn what it is, but through that feeling little guidance. And so I think during the second semester, so springtime, I was feeling really aimless and lost and stuck in a lot of ways where I was seeing all of this stuff popping up for me, but not really knowing where to take it. And then I'd heard about you all through the grapevine and went, okay, this sounds like a cool opportunity to develop myself. And I think before training ground, I was very shut down and very much so living out of a purely optimistic place to not risk much hurt within my life. Mm. Um, And so I was just ready for a change and to become more of who I saw shadows of who I could become. Do you remember us meeting on Zoom? I do very much so. <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your take on that story? <laughs> well, the story is um, when I was interviewed for Training Ground, I talked to Lee for the first time, and I remember being super nervous um, because I really wanted to do this thing, and I was intimidated by talking to an older man. And so before the interview, I got a text from Lee where he said, hey, let's FaceTime. I don't like phone calls. Can we FaceTime? <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Kind of panicking. I was like, oh, no, he's going to see me. What's this going to be like? Yeah. And through the interview, just at the end of it, he pointed out that I had been smiling the entire time through mm. my stories that really 
it was inappropriate to be smiling through in some way. And so he pointed out the incongruence for me, which felt really revealing um, in a way that I don't think I'd felt in a very long time. Um, but at the same time, I felt an impulse from like, oh, he's he has something that I want. He has insight into who I am. And I, I want more of that so that I can not just be smiling all the time, but can actually be honest and congruent with who I actually am. It's so funny because, I, I mean, I obviously remember that moment. But then when you're an intern, yeah, like I remember you calling someone, I forget even who it was. Yeah. But like wasn't you, it me? You called it me? Yeah, yeah. I would you? do that. I was smiling the whole way yeah, through. Yeah, and you're like, you. and you were just like, bro, yeah. like you're smiling the whole yeah. time. And I was like. I was, uh-huh. you know, and that was, mm. it's something that we kind of like mm-hmm. have shared, but also yeah. been able to talk through and walk through of like, mm-hmm. okay, like I can give myself permission to be mournful or yes. sad in this. Yes. In this to be instance. angry or sad. Yeah, absolutely. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. So That's how did crazy. that, how did that match up then? You were accepted and you came into training ground. What was that experience like coming into training ground and yeah. being with that group of guys? Coming into training ground was a lot of, I think it happens with every community where you're trying to figure out your role within the community. So the first few weeks I was investigating the guys and going, okay, who's cool? Who's not? How do I fit in? What do I need to do? And, mm-hmm. and then I think within that of me feeling a lot of freedom to not be anyone's caregiver, but rather I'm there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think within the first month, I got diagnosed diagnosed with mono, which was even more challenge. But those first weeks were filled with challenge as we got the started working at a tree nursery and um, we're being called out by the guys around me. Um, yeah. So good. <laughs> <laughs> so good and hard and yes. good. <laughs> yes. So growing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you had a you had your own bedroom mm-hmm. growing up, but what yeah. was it like to live with three other dudes? Yeah, it was I don't think it was as much of a challenge because I was used to undergrad where I had oh, a ton true. of roommates and mm-hmm. all of us living together. It was definitely challenging as I wanted those moments of privacy. It was I definitely I think identify as an introvert. So there were lots of moments where I wanted to retreat both to recharge and I think also for self-protection because mm-hmm. I was getting exhausted by the amount of self-discovery and always feeling like I was having to grow and change, which, yeah. um, and so wanting that retreat space, which I think was wonderful not to have it. So to have to go back to the room and see three guys who I'd known for like two weeks and were being expected to open up about all this stuff that was mm. really challenging to open up about. Mm. And now, and now you've seen both sides of that as an intern and how, I mean, very purposeful mm-hmm. trying, trying to give you space, but not enough space to hide. Yes, because I think if I was given more space, I would have been hiding and then I wouldn't have fully engaged with all that was being offered. Best, mm-hmm. best memory of that summer was? Oh, goodness. Best memory. Um, probably fly, falling in love with fly fishing. Um, I had gone fishing a couple times in my life before then, but really never understood the beauty of it until I was at training ground because there was a moment in New Mexico where I was fishing with Vern, one of our fly fishing guides. There was this really hard like <laughs> hole um, where he got frustrated. I was like, I'm, I'm done. And so he just walked off and he's like, Seth, I think this is a little too challenging. And within my spirit, I'm just like, ah, I'm going to do it. Like, uh, <laughs> Screw what the you hell, a little yeah. bit. Like, do it? <laughs> and so I just sat there for another like 10, 15 minutes and cast and casting. And eventually I got a fish. Dude, and, like, no way. The 
the just the joy that I felt was it was the first time I had caught my own fish alone and then had to take it off the hook and then net it and like it was the first time where I'm like doing it all alone and yeah. so the empowerment that came from that and I think also the that was a moment where I just felt God's presence in a very uh, tangible way where I'm just mm. like okay he's pleased by me doing this and mm. I'm capable to do this on my own mm. which I think is a huge growth piece for me. Knowing Vern, I'm wondering if he was doing a little man whispering, <laughs> like trying to set you up to get a fish. And possibly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He, like, he was is... up river, so he might have been scaring them down the river. Yeah, yeah it's like totally. splashing up there. Yes, 100%. Uh, I'm yeah. curious. Uh, you know, my question is trying to figure out, you know, you had talked about what you thought you needed coming into the program. Yeah. Um, and you kind of had these expectations. You had this great interview with Lee. Mm-hmm. You know, for you, how did your expectations match your realistic experience with Training Ground? So my expectations were a ton of challenge and adversity. Because mm-hmm. I think throughout my own story, I've learned that I grow a ton through challenge. Um, mm. When I'm comfortable is when I feel stuck. And I think sophomore year of college, I was feeling super comfortable. Um, and so my expectation was, okay, there's going to be a lot of challenge and I don't know if I can make it. Um, and so my expectations were met by the amount of challenge of working a blue collar job full time, really not having space to myself and of being around these amazing men all summer who were calling me out and calling me to more. Um, and then I think my expectations were not met because I didn't make it. And I saw, and that was so empowering for me to go, Oh, I'm capable of doing this. Mm. I, I can do it. I'm strong and capable. Mm. Um, which just has carried on post TG of the narratives of my own story, which has been, I think, really powerful. I think one of the things that we've talked about this a number of times mm-hmm. that I really respect about you is how many times you stood up, you, you stepped up to a challenge. Like even like you could have gone home with mono. We've talked yeah. about this before, yeah. um, but I just have seen your courage and, and how brave you are that summer, but even since that summer, it's, 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 it's characteristic of you and it's been wonderful to watch. And there's more to that story, Thanks, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just like you, you've, you've had opportunities to have excuses and you've, you've thrown those to the side and pushed forward. And yes. I think that's a really, a very masculine thing. So I respect I that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, did he answer your question? <laughs> he did. Yeah. And I, I think too, even kind of you're bleeding into this post TG mm-hmm. piece you know, and again, we, you know, we've said this before in podcasts, but understanding that like the real training ground happens kind of after the program, right? It's kind of like, you know, people think that the the real challenge is kind of getting through the 12 weeks, mm-hmm. but you know, really the idea of kind of taking what you've learned and being able to apply it to your life mm-hmm. feels yes. like kind of the real work. Mm-hmm. Um, so like even saying that, like, you know, Lee's talking about, you know, different times that he's seen you rise to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how has that been? I mean, you did, you know, the program, you know, a year off and then you were yeah. intern. And so now even kind of post your internship, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, in, in school for counseling, like how has that applied? In other words, if you were to go back to kind of that intersection in your, your story of mm-hmm. being in Colorado the summer of 2019, how does that shift, direct, change, kind of trajectory, mm-hmm. calling, yeah. Relationships, all the above. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the ways it shaped me is, I think my brain also jumps to graduation through training ground, which mm. 
felt very much like that initiation moment for me um, where I had all of these older men speaking words of strength over me. Um, and so I think leaving the program, it was amazing to carry those words with me where I knew, okay, I have what it takes. All these men bore witness to my summer mm. and who I am. And I think before training ground, I think I would have taken excuses not to take the challenge. Um, so I think in a way it's radically changed my life mm. because like just thinking of all the things that have happened in the past two years with school where I was tired of my degree and was mm. ready to be done. Mm. Um, and I don't think I would have quit, but I definitely wouldn't have done it as well as I did. Um, and then the fact when I went back, it was like, okay, I'm a new person in a lot of ways. So I feel like I'm a square peg being put in a round hole, right. um, which was, I think, incredibly frustrating at times as I wanted people to just be like, oh, you're different. That's mm. wonderful. Come and be back. Mm. Um, but it really helped me see, okay, these are the types of friends that I need. Like These are this is what I want my life to be like. And so I need to press up against who I was before um, and really challenge the status quo in a lot of ways. I remember lots of conversations I have with my mentors and stuff back at college that they're just in shock of who I became and, mm, wow. um, and feeling like the lethargic nature that it will, that they took my words mm. and um, challenges. Yeah. I was really, I, I don't know that I was rooting for it, but <laughs> but you were so different after the program that I was sure you were going to get kicked out of Barry College. Wow. Yeah. I, re I really <laughs> did. I was just waiting for the phone call, you know, <laughs> even the last <laughs> day before graduation. Well, like, yeah, you yeah. know, and someone come pick I me totally. up. Totally. <laughs> and I think like seeing that senior year a lot where I was pushing up against injustice that I was bearing witness mm. to, where mm, right. I was things that seeing things that were not working and so challenging my leaders and going, Hey, this isn't right. Wow. And it not being received which, at all, which is interesting because my mind goes quickly back to the, there was this one time, you know, you're thinking, I'm talking about like post TG, you have this kind of not spirit of confrontation, but certainly spirit of justice. Yeah. And, and even remembering one significant experience around the fire with the guys mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll let you share the 30 second version of that, of just how that felt like a major shift mm -hmm. in terms of you being able to stand up and have a voice yes. and, and advocate. And, you know, uh, but, you know, just mm -hmm. thinking about would would you have done that without TG? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I really don't think so. I think um, the story I'm thinking of that gave me such confidence was a process group where we were confronting one of our group members and mm. he named some stuff about me that I didn't see as true. And I think before training ground, I would have taken it and mm. gone and hot hid and mourned, stuffed it down with video games or some other coping agents. And through the program, I felt the permission to use my anger and see it as not some destructive fire, but rather as a motivator to give myself justice, mm. um, which I mean, I've talked to the, all of you before of like, I'm the kind of person where I'll let myself just be hit if it makes everyone else okay. And so mm -hmm. I think the empowerment for me to now um, see justice for myself and seek it out feels really significant. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what my life would be like without that. Now. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. You shared something, I think it was last week, that I was kind of shocked by. And, but, it, but now that I know it, it makes complete sense. Okay. You said that you grew up feeling like you were fragile mm -hmm. somehow, yes. yeah, and that that's changed in this whole process. It has. And and 
like, like I feel like that was part of the motivation that you've pushed into so many, but, but yeah. you want to say anything about that? Yeah, I totally <laughs> think so, which is why I think mono was so scary for me mm-hmm. because back when I was, I think 16, um, I had an MRI done and they figured out one of my kidneys is abnormally small and might not work. And so any sort of physical stuff, I was like, okay, like it could rupture any day now. Wow. And through the program and through stuff afterwards of just saying, oh, I'm not as fragile as I feel. Um, And that fear was motivating me for so long. And so now it's feels lighter and I feel more jovial and happy now. And Mm -hmm. like my shoulders aren't carrying as much letting go of that burden. Wow. Wow. Again, just I, I really love the way that you attack life courageously and with bravery it's really fun mm-hmm. really Thanks. fun to watch Thanks, yeah and i think for me too i mean i i don't know we're we're kind of we're different but we're also a lot alike yeah. and like you just live next door to you like mm-hmm. i feel like there's a lot of things that um you know we're able to i don't know kind of relate to and it's like awesome yeah. just to have like you know, honestly, a brother, like yeah. to be able to be like, dude, like I'm feeling this way. And you're like, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, we're <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we are so, similar in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it's so fun. funny. I'm like, what? Like, yes. you've been feeling these things for, you know, your whole life like me. Yes. Um, I think it's been fun for Corey and I to watch you not be a summer participant, but alumni to mm-hmm. alumni. Yes. From participant and intern to alumni brothers. Yeah. Yeah. That's been really a lot of fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, Super it's fun. been a blast. Yeah. You know, Seth, to, um, one quick question mm-hmm. is, you know, if you could say anything to the Seth Tucker of the spring of 2019 mm-hmm. before you go into the program, yeah. like, and you're, you kind of have the knowledge that you have now of the last three years, mm-hmm. like, what would, be, what would be some things, some advice you would give him? Oh, man. <clears throat> Let's see. I know I'm putting you on the spot. It's <laughs> a great question. Um, I think I would first just thank him for getting me to where I was. Um, good. I think this season has been filled with me having more gratitude for who I am and what has gotten me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think I was doing everything right, but somehow I'm still alive and yeah. had a good head on my shoulders and still do. And, and I would also think I would just reassure him that he is strong and capable and mm-hmm able to do what he wants that's Um, good and i think i would encourage boldness and um and honestly punch him a little bit so that he knew (laughs) like you're not as fragile you can take it yeah and and remind him of like you deserve justice Mm. um that's good yeah so how how i mean the experiences from pre-training ground to where you are now during graduate work how has that how do you see that impacting you as you go into mm. counseling practice and I think it wholly has transformed the way I am addressing it because I think if I was the Seth before training ground I probably wouldn't have come out to Colorado because I think the program enabled me to know you all and feel so much mm-hmm. more bold to mm-hmm. blaze my own trail as it were and so I think I would have still been in the south and still been really scared to confront people and so now I feel the boldness and permission to confront my clients and in an empathetic way and invite growth because I see, okay, there has to be a level of confrontation to invite change. Um, because I'm just bringing truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's invited boldness for me to feel really capable in a cohort where I'm the youngest by like three years, which is <laughs> really intimidating in some ways. And also it feels very 
much that like I'm seeing how much I've grown and how I am capable to be sitting in that room filled with people who feel older and more wise. And I'm just, I'm there. Yeah. You belong there. Yeah. I belong. And before the program, I wouldn't have felt that. So you're also in a unique situation in that you're actually, you have clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's impacting that as well. Yes, for sure. Big time. Because I feel the boldness and like, I'm not always walking on eggshells. I feel the ability to, be myself and feel like I belong with them and I'm capable of the work I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much. I mean, it's always great to hang out with you, but even in this setting, just to kind of hear your story and um, I'm so, it's an honor just to be in it with you. So thank you Thanks, all for man. the invitation. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for TG Garage Talks. We are currently accepting applications for Training Ground Colorado 2022 and Training Ground Chattanooga 2022. Now guys, I cannot begin to tell you how life-changing Training Ground has been for me. So if anything we've talked about in this episode or in other episodes have stirred anything in your heart, um, please man, look into coming out with us. It's going to be a blast and we can't wait to have you. You can find us at www.trainingground.com and you can also find us on Instagram at Training Ground Colorado as well as Training Ground Chattanooga. Well, until next time, guys, this has been Candler English with Training Ground Garage Talks. See you soon.